Warning, the podcast you are about to hear is often based on true events and people. It chronicles the dialogue and actions of random, anonymous, obnoxious, self-entitled, unintelligent, self-centered idiots, attention whores, ignoramuses, dolts, clods, nimrods, douches, weirdos, drama queens, overly sensitive crybabies, and people who think they are better, more important, and special than the rest of us. In one word, amateurs. It's Amateur Nation with Lou Santini. We call attention to and call out the amateurs, the people who are doing life wrong, the speed bumps of life, the people that are in your way every day, the unintelligent, obnoxious, attention-whoring, self-entitled drama queen victim types who chip away at the moments of your life due to no self-awareness, common sense, manners, or social skills, and are disturbing the flow of the pros. Hi, Mom. Oh, hey, Lou. Amateur Nation, it's not just a podcast, it's a movement. What have we got here? A fucking comedian. Yeah, you do, and this is episode 203. This podcast identifies as common sensual. Fans first, as always, shouts out to Jenny EDM and Kenya Kayla listening to the show on SoundCloud. Also want to say uh, hi and a word of thanks to not only the crowds, that were at both shows at Crackpots Comedy Club in Maslin, Ohio last Saturday, but also the club owner, Chris Kettler, and the staff there, too. Always a great time. It was, those were two distinctly different types of crowds, two different set lists that I did, and the energy in that room was just electric. I urge you to support your local comedy club and get out of the movie theaters and try to limit your Netflix and all that other stuff where the, it's all the woke messages and, and you're supporting the small businessman and live entertainment right then and there. So check that out. Real quick, I'm a huge soccer fan and World Cup fan and the USA played adequately against the Netherlands. So many squandered opportunities, rushed passes, making the difficult pass rather than the easier one. The final was 3-1 to one Netherlands, but even if half of our balls went our way and our shots on goal, it could have been at least sent to overtime. I'm not disappointed in the USA in the World Cup, but I'm just not happy with the turnout. Effort was there. The mental toughness, in my opinion, was not. Now, I don't know which player it was, but the first two goals the Netherlands scored were on the same American defensemen's watch. But the World Cup remains the only true world championship, and I love it. I guess right now I'm kind of rooting for Portugal as of the airing of this episode, if they are still in the, uh, in the hunt. Ronaldo needs his trophy to retire complete. All right, so on to other things. How about these stats on Amateur Nation with Lucantini? Spotify identified my listener type as the adventurer. They venture out into the unknown, searching for fresher podcasts and gems yet to be found. Hey, I've often said this show is the best-kept secret in podcasting. Amateur Nation created 1,543 minutes of new content in 2022. That is 88% more than other creators in the news category. The most popular episode of 2022 for Amateur Nation... I I was kind of surprised by this. It was episode 181 called, Oh No, Celebrities Hate America, with 247% more streams than my average episode. Listenership for Amateur Nation is up 68% this year. Followers are up 133%. Streaming is up 323%. 
An hour spent listening is up 523%. And the top three countries that listen to this show, United States, oddly enough, the Netherlands, and the Philippines. It looks like nobody in your family is a rank amateur. I know the pros are pumped. If there are any amateurs ready to make the switch, are you ready to dive into this episode? Yeah, my dream is to go pro. Here's what's happening in Amateur Nation. Topic number one. The new racism is here. Or do I headline this topic with This Week in Trendy Racism? From one of our friends of the show here, Warner Todd Houston on iPatriot.com. Here's your headline. CNN's next absurd proclamation, Daylight Savings Time, is racist. (laughs) Here's the article. A new article by CNN health reporter Jacqueline Howard wrote a piece entitled Daylight Saving Time Sheds Light on Lack of Sleep's Disproportionate Impact in Communities of Color. Again, let let me backtrack for a second here. You know, you can't call an entire population a community. A community is like everyone in your neighborhood, right? Everyone you can see from your front door. If you walk outside, how many houses? There's your community, all right? Stop saying the black community, the white community, the Hispanic community, the Asian. That's not a community. That's an entire race of people. It's an entire population of people. But I digress. The article says, as the United States rolled back the clocks one hour this month to observe the end of daylight savings time, many people got a bit more sleep than usual, but some not as much as others. And she she even put the hyphen there for dramatic effect. Growing evidence. Stop. Show me the evidence. Growing evidence shows that lack of sleep and sleep disorders such as obtrusive sleep apnea remain more prevalent in black, Asian, and Hispanic or Latino communities. What, what not Latinx, Latinx communities? And these inequities can have long-term detrimental implications for physical health, even raising the risk of certain chronic diseases. Imagine, after one day of turning the clocks back, man, minorities sure are weak. Help, help, I'm being repressed. Insulted yet minorities? That's your team, CNN, caring about you. Howard goes on to say, some sleep researchers worry about the potential effects that continuing to change standard time twice each year may have on sleep health inequities. Oh, sorry, my bad. Of course, turning the clocks back one hour, one time, and then forward an hour, one time. Well, that of course will just play havoc on minorities. They're so regimented and unable to adapt. How insulting to not only minorities, but humans with two functioning brain cells. The National Institute of Environmental Health Sciences activist Chandra Jackson explained this reasoning. You now are about to witness the greatest connecting of dots of all time. You ready? (sighs) Poor sleep is associated with a host of poor health outcomes, including obesity, hypertension, type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular disease, and certain cancers, including of the breast and colon. Many of these health outcomes are more prevalent in the black population. Howard further alleged that people of color appear to disproportionately experience inequities in sleep health compared to white people. Without citing a source, Howard declares that people of color suffer sleep inequities, uh, inequalities rather, because it's believed to be largely due to social systems in the United States. 
It is believed that discriminatory policies and practices across sectors of society create the physical and social conditions that make it more difficult for black families to get optimal sleep and grow up healthy. If only minorities got enough sleep, then they'd have a leg up. Here's an idea. If you're a minority and you're so weak-willed and so affected by turning the clock back or forward twice a year, don't do it. Just sleep as normal. Wake up normally. Then turn your clocks back or ahead depending on the time of the year. Or, or, hear me out, ignore this pandering nonsense. Or if you're an amateur nation, lap it up with a spoon because here's something that once again proves your shitty life isn't your fault. To the amateurs, meaning liberals, the left, commies, socialists, democrats, who might be listening, aren't you physically and mentally and emotionally tired of hearing about how racist everything is? Doesn't that wear on you? I mean, you're all about your feelings. Doesn't that register? Do you not see that it will never end and they're just beating on you? Oh, not you because you're not racist? Does it matter if you are racist or not? You're still hearing it. Doesn't it bother you that your team is just riding the wave of negativity nonstop? You like hearing the bad in everyone, don't you? It's because you're sick. You're weak. You're a slave to them. You've become the very thing that you stand against. Topic number two. It's time for This Week in Pronouns and Sexual Identity Stupidity. If Sam Brinton the Department of Energy's head of spent nuclear fuel management, can be hired despite being a non-binary drag queen slash pup play kink activist and ideally was hired for his qualifications and not just because he's different and is treated like everyone else and we are to focus on his qualifications, then they get sent to jail and or prison and lose his job for stealing a bag from an airport baggage claim. You want equal treatment? That's the price of admission. You are a shithead. Say no to sexual privilege. And speaking of ludicrous, grammatically incorrect, illogical, and stupid pronouns like they, here's Matt Walsh, a full pro dropping a common sense bomb on the stupidity of the they pronoun. Actual gender-neutral pronoun for an individual is it. It's not they. So it's interesting yeah. that well, nobody wants to be an it because it's That's dehumanizing. Offensive. Right. Yeah. They want to be a, a they. If you're calling yourself non-binary, you have dehumanized yourself because human beings exist in a, in a binary, male and female. If you're rejecting that, you are rejecting your human identity. So you've already dehumanized yourself. You, you are actually it. If it's true that you are not a male or female, then you are an it. We don't know what else to call you. Oh, 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 hang on. This just in. There are only two genders. More logic coming at Amateur Nation that, like always, is unacceptable because, as is their mantra, but I feel it, so it's so. This time, a post from Capitalist Right Force on Instagram, where we have a pro talking to a brainwashed programmed college student who, like all in Amateur Nation, know everything because teacher told me so. We start with the pro speaking logic. Here we go. There's a difference between having a thought about something and feeling a certain way and actually biologically, physically being that thing. Yeah. And so so that's where you get into a kind of a, a gray area, right? It's like, what actually is something that I physically can be What versus what can I feel like I am? Well, and what we're trying to say here is that there are two physical genders. There are two things that you can be. When you're born, you're either XX or XY chromosome, right? Genetically, we only exist in two forms, but 
I feel like um, ostracizing the argument to, you know, of course, of course, there are men and women, but we've created more schools of thought, more ways for people to express themselves physically. Okay, so so if we're creating them, that means that they're not natural, correct? Not natural. If, that, if they're man-made, that means they're not natural, right? That whole not natural thing brings don't up. Look to, don't look to me. This is between you two right now. I know, but it's 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 yeah. usually you. I don't like this gimmick, and I will not be watching this video. Oh, that attention-starved amateur will not only watch that video, he will watch it repeatedly because in the thirty truths about amateurs, that's number one. Amateurs seek constant attention. I like how the college kid said, we've created more schools of thought. Translation, we've made some new stuff up, so that counts. College boy got served up a big bowl of logic and common sense, but to him, it's a gimmick. Making up genders, that's not gimmicky. Being presented with facts and common sense about biology and genetics, that's a gimmick. You are no longer of any use to me. Here's an infuriating headline from the New York Post. U.S. women's national team will get half of money won by U.S. men's national team at World Cup. Under the equal pay agreement signed this year, the teams will split the prize money for the World Cup. That means both teams, men and women, will get $6.5 million for the men's team advancing to the round of 16 and will continue to split the prize money down the middle. Oh, that sounds fair. The men do the heavy lifting with the higher ratings, getting injured, wear and tear in their bodies, and the women get a piece of the action. I wonder if there's a women's event in sports or otherwise that has higher ratings and the men can get their cut. Ah, equality. And finally, this amateur, allow me to describe first, a woman, spiky hair, headband, tattoos scrolling across her face, left to right, below her eyes, including the tip of her nose, Tattoos on her left arm, jet black lipstick, and eye makeup. And frankly, there's a really pretty and seemingly nice young girl under all that bullshit posturing, but I get it, it's youth. We all have fashion and looks we regret when we were younger. But then she spoke, very quickly and erratically. She claims to be gender fluid and that she has never felt feminine. Well, if you saw her gestures... And once you hear her feminine voice, not to mention when she gets her period, but here's more feelings for Amateur Nation. I'm gender fluid. Woo! Yay! What an accomplishment! You made something up about yourself! Hey, I'm an elf! Um, I... For me, personally... There it is. I'm special. This isn't, I don't like peas. This is, I'm a different type of human being than the rest of the world. I never use she. I, ne I just never feel feminine. And not once <laughs> in my life have I felt feminine. And so we just don't know feminine. No. But I, I do fluctuate between, like, all of the other genders. And I was just like, woo. Um, I do usually have bracelets or I put it in my bio, uh, or not bio, but my description on the video I'm posting to specify what pronouns I am feeling that day, and so you can look there. Um, I do use, so the pronouns that I do use are he, they, ze, and fe, and so the last two I said are neo-pronouns, and a lot of people don't know how to pronounce them, and it's totally okay, and so I love when people ask. Yeah, no one asks. Because then I can say, and it's respectful, and I'm not being homophobic or transphobic, and it's a vibe. <laughs> and so the last two, you pronounce the first one, um, fey fair, and so it's F-A-E slash F-A-E-R, and you would use that one 
To be like, oh yeah, can Faye come too? Yeah, that's stupid. Or, um, oh yeah, their favorite ice cream is vanilla. I don't know, stuff like that. Oh, well that makes it clearer. And so that's how you how you'd kind of use it. And then the other one is Zezem. It's spelled X E X E M, um, and it's spelled with an X, but it's pronounced with like a Z sound. Because, you know, the English language. Woo. <laughs> um, and so... You fucking child. Are you listening to this hyperactive, unintelligent, yet sweet, misguided child to try to maneuver through life? She's doomed. Unless a pro gives it to her straight. Good job, parents. Sorry, parent. Check out my website, lucyantini.com, where you can connect to my social media, video, and audio clips, see the latest news, peruse my services, and shop for no amateurs tees at half off. I'm on Truth Social, lucyantini3. On Instagram, lu.santini3. On Getter, lucyantini. Subscribe to Lou Santini Entertainment on Facebook and YouTube, where every Thursday is Sneak Peek Thursday with a 60-second video preview of what's coming for next week. Topic number three is next. There's been an odd shift in human behavior over the last 15 plus years. A sense of entitlement. A constant need for attention. Ironically coupled with the need to be left alone. A desire to be treated the same as everyone else. Stupidly combined with the mindset of, I'm special, so treat me accordingly. Introducing the book, Amateur Nation. The Decline of Common Sense, Manners, and Social Skills. The second edition. Inside, you'll read the Amateur Mission Statement. The 30 Truths About Amateurs. The Four Stages of being an amateur, amateur habitats and history, social media plus me, me, me equals amateur, technology and amateur behavior, with dozens of real funny photos, weird signs, and laugh out loud real life accounts and actual conversations vividly showing how us pros are surrounded by amateur nation every day. Download the expanded second edition of the ebook Amateur Nation, The Decline of Common Sense Manners and Social Skills. The second expanded edition, available now. Be a pro. Go to Amazon, type Amateur Nation. Hey pros, Lou Santini here. They're running out and half off. No amateurs, men's and women's t-shirts. Normally $22.95, now just $11.48. The men's tees are a soft, high-quality, pre-shrunk cotton poly blend in sport royal blue. Displaying the No Amateurs logo with the waving American flag set at the top. The women's tees are a lightweight, super soft, high-quality, pre-shrunk cotton poly blend in royal blue. And are fitted. Displaying the No Amateurs logo with the waving American flag. T-shirts just $11.48. Please add $6.95 for shipping and handling for all orders inside the U.S. Spend 50 bucks or more and your shipping is free. Available at lucantini.com slash shop. Be a pro. Say no to amateurs and order your half off no amateurs t-shirt today. Topic number three. I take language and semantics seriously when applicable. I hate, hey, I told you I was bringing that word back from last week's episode. I hate platitudes cliches, vagaries, and ambiguity when amateurs try to put one over on me. Case in point number one. Socialist Bernie Sanders on the Colorado Springs shooting. He says this. Let's be clear. Let's? Or do you mean what I say on this show when I want to be clear, and that is, let me be clear. I'm happy to say that on this podcast a lot. I'll say, let me be very clear. To be clear, meaning this is me I don't say, let's be clear. I don't assume that anyone listening to this podcast is a pro or agrees with me. You might even be a pro who disagrees with me, and that's fine. 
And I also have to assume that there might be, just maybe, some amateur out there who realize he or she or they is an idiot and wants to make some changes and realizes, hey, the way I've been thinking and living is stupid and doesn't work. But back to Bernie Sanders. He says, let's be clear, right? Let's means, well, rather implies that we are all in agreement with what I'm about to say. So here it comes. He says, let's be clear. The terrible shooting in Colorado Springs is a direct result of the hateful and violent rhetoric that has been allowed to grow in this country. Oh, a direct result. Not even close. It's not measurable. It's absolutely not measurable. And he's saying that words caused a shooting. Rhetoric. Conversations. Caused. A mentally ill person to go in and fire a gun at strangers. He says the rhetoric has been allowed to grow. Allowed. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we lived in the land of free speech, you commie posing as a socialist. He says we must stand united with the LGBTQ plus community. (laughs) Community. And speak out against bigotry everywhere we find it. We? Now you go ahead. I have my own life to live. Much of it spent dealing with commies like you, amateur. Don't ever tell me I must do anything. The only thing I must do is be white and die. We must? Funny how this incident is our problem. A people of America problem. A citizen problem. The politicians aren't the bad people. It's their subjects. But corruption in the government and failing the American people at every turn and taking away our freedoms little by little every single day is never a government problem. The government is fine. It's these damned citizens. Sidebar. Standing united for anything is near impossible. I said near impossible. Take the slogan, end racism. Okay, done. Now what? Can I go have lunch? What they mean is rally against something that is an ideal or mindset, albeit a wrong one, but it is indeed a mindset, and we have 8 billion people on the planet. So long as 7,999,999,999 people are not racist, as long as that one racist person exists, we have failed. I have gay friends and gay business associates. I respect their right to live happily and free and work and not get hassled. And they do just that. Am I standing united with them? Or am I minding my own business because I don't care who they're having sex with? Answer, the latter. And now this. Next case in point. Serial contract killer Hillary Clinton said this about the same shooting in Colorado. Yet another morning with more families grieving loved ones lost to gun violence. Meanwhile, more people have died under Hillary's watch and at her behest than victims of mass shootings. She says, because this cannot continue, we cannot continue as a nation defined by regular mass slaughter. Our laws must change and we must change. As fellow pro and friend of the show, Chad Jackson said, Hillary, it's already illegal to murder people. Meanwhile, you support soft on crime law, which gelds prosecution and tells criminals it's not you. It's the gun. I always love the 
as a nation and as American citizens, unneeded verbiage to pad the obvious. We as a nation are tired of being treated like we are the problem. It's a select few, the bad kids in class that are committing crime, and most of the politicians who are soft on crime and criminals and fan false narratives and feed the dumbest propaganda to the dumbest people who are the problem. People hated Trump because he was so in your face. But the people who like being gaslighted, having words and bad news and facts sugarcoated, those who get triggered at words will always support politicians who simply say a whole lot of nothing with words, phrases, and cliches that are empty and meaningless. It's in my book from the 30 Truths About Amateurs. Number six, amateurs are fragile and easily offended. How can you not be in a good mood when you hear that song? It's time for a la carte. No, sorry, I'm not budging. Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Just because it takes place during Christmas, that means nothing. It was released in June. There's no Christmas theme. It's a great movie. It's a classic movie. Christmas movie? Nerp. This from Bobby Jeffries on Twitter. Why did it take a billionaire buying Twitter to reinstate the president of the United States instead of the United States government, which exists, to defend our constitutional rights? Have you ever asked yourself, what is life? Kamala Schlingblade Harris knows. So that's what life is. It's basically a relay race. And so the people who are heroes, whichever gender they are, they ran their part of the race, and then they passed us a baton. And the question is, what will we do with the time we carry the baton? What a strange person. God, she's so deep. Regarding the appalling Balenciaga child exploitation campaign, I'm not so naive to think that advertising is simply a matter of, well, here's our product, here's how much it is, it's good, you should buy it. And I realize certain types of advertising works differently in approach when it comes to different types of products and services and demographics. But I just can't picture ad men back in the 50s thinking of an ad campaign for clothing and going, okay, how do we sell this super expensive line of men's and women's fashion? Um, how about we show a blood-soaked baby in bondage attire? Johnson, you're fired! If you can wait in line overnight for a TV on Black Friday... You can vote in person. Amateurs! Hey, did you know Africa is only 6% vaccinated and COVID has practically disappeared? Science, you crazy bitch. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Alyssa Milano. You never open your mouth till you know what the shot is. Dumbest person in Hollywood in a three-way tie with Rob Reiner and Whoopi Goldberg. It's time for three pro things. Three things that are done right. Here's number one. Last week, Bono from U2 finally spoke some common sense in realizing that redistributing resources, you know, taking from people and giving it to others, just wouldn't work. And capitalism and entrepreneurialism is the answer if humans want to thrive. Only took him how many decades of building a career and $700 million to arrive at the thing pros knew since they were teenagers. 
Well, many years ago, I was hired to ask actors questions on the red carpet as a host for some uh, online channel for the premiere of the movie Vicky Cristina Barcelona. And I got some FaceTime with the entire cast, but the one that stood out the most was Scarlett Johansson. Now, at the time, I would not have said I was a fan, nor did I dislike her work. I mean, I, I didn't like her one way or the other. But out of all the cast, including Penelope Cruz, Javier Bardem, and Chris Messina, and the director, Woody Allen, that I interviewed, Johansson was the most friendly, easygoing, and the best word I could describe her is jovial of them all. I actually made her laugh, and she she's, she is a hearty laugher, and she touched my arm when she laughed, you know, like someone who's very comfortable in her own skin and really enjoys a good laugh. I felt like when the interview was over, if I would have said, you want to go get a beer? She would have totally said yes. So here's a headline for you from FGNewsTime.com. Scarlett Johansson says actors should stick to acting and stop making political statements. The article says this. Hollywood actress Scarlett Johansson rejected the public compulsion to seek political statements from celebrities and said that actors should stick to acting instead. uh, Johansson made the comments during an interview with The Gentlewoman, a British magazine. She said, I don't think actors have obligations to have a public role in society. Some people want to, but the idea that you're obligated to because you're in the public eye is unfair. You didn't choose to be a politician. You're an actor, she explained. Johansson has faced her uh, fair share of woke criticism in her career. She was accused of whitewashing in 2017 when she took on the lead role in Ghost in the Shell, a classic Japanese anime story. Later in 2018, she crossed the transgender lobby when she took the role of a transgender man in the movie Rub and Tug. She initially defended her decision, but eventually withdrew from that film after public outrage. She went on in the Gentlewoman interview to exhort other actors to stick to acting. She said, your job is to reflect our experience to ourselves. Your job is to be a mirror for an audience, to be able to have an empathetic experience through art. That is what your job is. She said, whatever my political views are, all that stuff, I feel most successful when people can sit in a theater or at home and disappear into a story or a performance and see pieces of themselves or are able to connect with themselves through this experience of watching this performance or story or interaction between actors or whatever it is. And they're affected by it and they're thinking about it and they feel something, you know, they have an emotional reaction to it. Good, bad, uncomfortable, validating, whatever. That's my job, she said. The other stuff is not my job. Number two. Well, you know this about me if you're a fan of the show. Paul Thomas Anderson is my favorite director of all time. He's the only director in Hollywood, in my opinion, who creates art. Granted, not all of his movies are box office hits, but the critical acclaim is always there. His entire catalog is worth watching, but especially Boogie Nights, There Will Be Blood, and The Master. And the one that I watched again for the first time in many years was Phantom Thread. Beautiful, poignant, tense, sad, and loving are just a few adjectives I'd use to describe the story and the tone. Visually, as always, every single frame of this film is suitable for framing if you print it out. Some shots look like Renaissance paintings. Not a computer, TV, or even a phone 
in a single shot. Yes, it's a slower moving, soft, deliberate, careful, well-paced movie. But when you watch it by the third act, you realize you're watching a modern-day Shakespearean-type play with actors at the top of their games, creating passion, tension, and need with very little dialogue or action to distract from the story. The music, usually a more front-forward device used by Paul Thomas Anderson, contentedly sits in the background, scoring the movie, and when there is music actually in the room, in the movie, on the screen, it accents it beautifully. The light used is almost always natural light. And if it's not real natural light, then the lighting person needs a raise because it's just beautifully shot. And some of the exterior shots, unusual, visually stunning. At least twice I said, look at that shot. You never see that on screen. And those shots were so simple and elegant. It's a movie with manners, poise, refinement, love, passion, regret, and a message A simple story can be so complicated in analysis. I love movies like that. And they don't make American movies like this anymore. I highly recommend Phantom Thread. Number three. Wait, what's this? Camelot? Sling Blade Harris? On three pro things? Hi, caramba. Have I gone Biden? All right, here's a quote, context or not. Kamala Harris said it, and this time, it's actually truthful. What else do we know about this population, 18 through 24? They are stupid. (laughs) That is why we put them in dormitories, and they have a resident assistant. They make really bad decisions. I admire your honesty. Hell, I like you. You can come over to my house and fuck my sister. Tell one person about this show if you like it or if you hate it. Earn a free No Amateurs Tea if I read your email to me on the show. Lou at LouSantini.com. Subscribe to Lou Santini Entertainment on Facebook and YouTube. You can follow me on Truth Social, Instagram, and Getter. Amateur Nation is not just a podcast. It's a movement. Remember, amateurs, we see you. You're not at home. Don't do life wrong. Go pro. Don't be an amateur. For Amateur Nation, I'm Lou Santini. And this has been a big, major production. So that's what life is. It's basically a relay race.